0: Cool,
1: cool. All right. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Football Consistency Show. I'm your host, Bob Lung, of course, from Big Guy Fantasy Sports. Always good to have you guys listening out there, both guys and girls. Uh just great to have you. As always, we're back to normal team this week. We got, of course, me, we've got on the other side of the glass, we've got good friend Rod Rigney, and of course David Kateri is joining us as well uh ron how's things going down in florida Uh we are having our last day of florida-esque weather well, florida-esque weather it's 70 degrees it's 75 degrees for that for november that's florida-esque weather in, in canton but the rains come tonight we'll go back down into the 50s then for a while we may have seen our last of indian summer but it's been great we've had about 10 days of it so down there 75 degrees is cold you're wearing a sweatshirt How's it going down there? <laughs> well,
2: you, you know just as well as I do the midwestern weather. It'll be freezing ass cold before you know it. So don't, oh, right. don't worry about that. That'll happen. Um, yeah, it's pretty good down here. We did fight off a tropical storm uh, Sunday and Monday. Got a nice day off from school yesterday. Uh, so that was that was good. A uh, little bit rainy. Nothing too terrible. So cool. yeah, pretty uh, pretty normal stuff down here. I haven't, I'm back. It's it's nice enough that I'm back out on the uh, the patio now. The outside. Nice. Uh, recording studio. Haven't seen any weird uh, alligators or any cockroaches run across my path out here, so no I think we're we're going to be good to go. Looking forward to a good show.
1: No bigfoots, chupacabras, anything. Not not
2: yeah. that I can see. Of course, it is kind of dark out, so I it could be good. having one staring at me right now and not even know it.
1: They probably yeah. Well, he's probably listening because he's probably a big fan of the shows. I'm sure. It's true. It's
2: true.
1: David, uh, I know you're up in Connecticut. I it, assume it's still warm up there. It's been pretty warm through most of the Midwest and Northeast, right?
0: a little further I'm up in New Hampshire.
1: Okay. Uh, it's okay.
0: uh it's it was I think like 70 degrees again today. It yeah, was right. almost almost 80 yesterday.
1: Yeah, no, it's been yeah. it's been unseasonably warm but we will take it when we get it, right? That's northerners.
0: Absolutely. All right.
1: So here we go back to another week uh, consistency you know, good good, good week for scoring. A lot of scoring going on this past week. Uh, quarterbacks are still way up in total points. Uh, the clutch factor is still almost 22. I think it's about 21.7. Uh, still super high compared to what it's been in the past. Um, before we get started, though, I got to tell you, every week I seem to, uh, and I hate to do this to people because I know they're like, Bob, stop whining about your teams. You know, you're you're supposed to be Mr. Consistency. But this has not been the year for it. <laughs> um, and and I blame injuries and and just everything else goes with it. But you know I've had some interesting ways of losing. A lot of times it's been because I play against like, somebody that just goes off. Like a couple weeks ago we played against Bob Harris in King's Classic, and uh, you know Dalvin Cook went off for almost 50 points and and he beat me by six. Well, this past week in the Scott Fish Bowl, a lot of you folks out there uh, know about the Scott Fish Bowl. Uh, unique scoring always. Uh, This year, not only do the quarterbacks get six points for their passing touchdowns, but I think they get, I want to say it's five. It's at least four, but I thought it might even be five um, or maybe even six. I thought it might even match. Anyway, uh, super high points against you if you throw an interception. So going into the, when did Tampa Bay play? Sunday night? Sunday night, yeah. Sunday night. Going to the Tampa Bay game. I am only down twenty points. I've got Tom Brady, and then on uh, Monday night I have who's the running back for the Jets? P. Ryan. Thank you, Jamichael J- P. Ryan. Does that sound right? La Michael P. Ryan. La Michael, La- Michael Ryan. P. Ryan. Correct. He's French. Okay. Yes, he's very French. It's not
0: good. You're relying on someone you can't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, which shows you how I had to pick him up off the waiver wire because, of uh, you know, Mostert's hurt, Eckler's hurt. All of my guys are hurt. So I had to start him. But anyway, so I'm only down... Uh, no, I'm only down 12 points going into Sunday night game. I've got Tom Brady left, and I've got P Ryan left. I only need 12 points, 13 points to win. Tom Brady snapped off a minus 12 oh. in that game. <laughs> yeah. Therefore, Monday night, P-Ryan had to score 23 for me to win. Needless to say he did not.
2: <laughs> did it, did he it, even get 2.3? I
1: I I didn't even look. I didn't even care. <laughs> he I did
2: didn't... because
0: I needed 3 points from him in one league <laughs> and I got it and I okay. was so happy okay. I was like, All right, oh, thank the
1: Lord. All right, well, well thank goodness P-Ryan did say so- yeah so anyway, I didn't even know about it because, like I said, I just wasn't paying attention, and I usually don't look on Monday mornings anyway. I feel like you know, I don't like to jinx it and uh but it just so happened that on the Twitter chat room for our Scott Fishball League site, the guy who I was playing against posted and tagged me and told me how how dirty he felt when he thought for sure he was done for the week because Brady and uh, P Ryan only had to combine for twelve points for me to win, and then then Brady gets minus twelve. So anyway, so that's a new way to lose. I've never lost with. I mean, I think I have. You know, seen some scenarios where like a a fumble. You know, you get a minus two or something or three for a fumble, and somebody you know had a fumble, and you know I won. I, I did. Re- I do remember that. W- I did win one time where I was literally losing going into the Monday night game and somebody had whoever they fumbled on the first play, they got hurt and I ended up winning by one. I do remember that it's probably the luckiest win I've ever got, but I've never lost with somebody as good as Tom Brady getting minus 12 points and then uh, losing after that. So, yeah. So there we go. Uh, So there you go for all you sitting there going, Oh, my teams are so I have the worst luck. Yeah, I got some stories for you this year, kid. Well,
2: I was going to say, you know, for the listeners, if you have those kind of losses from now on this season, you can say, well, at least I'm not Bob Lung.
1: Exactly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And, and if you do get a loss like that and you're listening, email me. I'll give you a free subscription for the rest of the year VIP <laughs> There you just go. so you can, you know, find some consistency, find something for next year to help you out. So we're, we're here for you. Um, cause I can't do it much with my team. Um, even though I did win in one Kings classic. So I think I'm, I'm four and five still got a fighting chance in the uh, snake league and, um, not doing as, as great. Uh, I did lose this week. So I played Mike clay in both, divi- both leagues, mm-hmm. uh, beat, beat his ass in the snake division, like one thirty to 80. And then he turned around and beat my ass in the auction division. So it was, it was pretty, pretty fair. All right. So let's take a look at the quarterbacks. As uh, we have all year, we stare at nothing but the top three of Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. Points-wise, it goes Murray, Mahomes, Wilson. Consistency-wise, it's Murray, Wilson at 100%, and then Mahomes at 89%. Um, I don't know what we can say anymore about these two guys. that has already been said. Uh, they're both scoring a ton of points. And why are they scoring a ton of points? Because their defense gives up a ton of points. I don't remember the scores of both of their games, but I know both of them, um, Arizona against uh, Miami and Seattle against Buffalo, uh, weren't both games where both teams were in the 30s plus? Because wasn't, I think, that Miami, Arizona was like 34 31, and I think Buffalo and Seattle was like 45 38 or something. I don't remember.
2: Trying to find them at the top here. Buffalo, yeah. beat Buffalo, Seattle was 44 34. Buffalo. Yeah. And then let's see here. I, Dolph, yeah, I knew the Dolphins was close. Dolphins actually came out on top 34
1: 31. 31. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So a lot of scoring in those. So that's why those two are still up there. Mahomes, still Mahomes, just, you know, just does his thing. Uh, they are not running the ball very much there. I mean, we'll get to that when we get to the uh, running backs as we watch. C E H is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has been struggling a little bit. Still not bad, still earning some clutch games. So he's not terrible, but definitely not running the ball. If you thought Le'Veon Bell was going to do anything in Kansas City, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> let's move down into the quarterback list. Still at 86% and still just, you know, kind of catching everybody off guard. Justin Herbert, uh, 86%, ninth in total points. I think they had a bye this week, if I'm not mistaken. Um
2: no, they played.
1: Oh, they did play. You're right they because, play and because Allen I, had a big week. Yeah, they because I the had Raiders, uh, Justin, right? Justin Jackson. The Raiders. That's right. They played the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. just
2: Jackson and uh, consistently cashing, and he uh, decided to get hurt on the first play of the game and not come back. So, oh,
1: but you guys did pretty well, didn't you?
2: Um, I did not do well. I hope no? quickly, but I didn't do well at all. Okay,
1: because I remember you guys having a lot of Seattle and Buffalo and yeah.
2: Josh, yeah, Josh but, Allen kept me competitive, but no, mm-hmm. it didn't end up the way that we wanted it to end up.
1: Gotcha. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> All right, so there's our top. Again, I don't think we need to talk. So let's let's start moving down a little bit with some of these other quarterbacks, and let's talk about where they're at. You know, Do we feel comfortable they're going to continue this? 75% and 70% well, we won't talk about Gardner Minshew because he's out for a while. Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, number five, number six in total points, 75% consistent. David, any thoughts on either one of these two slowing down? They seem to be clicking pretty well. Watson seems to be doing very, be much more consistent now with Mr. O'Brien out of the picture. What are your thoughts on AA, uh, A. Ron, and Mr. Watson?
0: Well, I was just thinking about, because I was obsessing over Justin Herbert, and it's funny you mentioned Deshaun Watson. Who, I'm thinking, which guy would you rather have rest of the season? Deshaun yeah. Watson or Justin Herbert?
1: I'd have to look at the schedule, but it's pretty close. I I hear you. Yeah. All right. Let's look at the schedule. So Chargers, uh, they're on a bye this week. And we got Denver, Buffalo, New England, Atlanta, uh, Raiders, Denver, Kansas City. Not a lot of good, not too many good defenses there. Uh, Green Bay, we've got uh, Jacksonville, Indy, Chicago, Philadelphia, Detroit, Carolina, Tennessee, Tennessee. And then Chicago week seventeen that doesn't really count. So outside of the Indy in Chicago in weeks eleven and twelve, pretty easy there too. So, oh, you're talking about Watson? I'm sorry, I would look at Green Bay. Well, here, uh, I, got, I
2: got I got their schedule up. So they've okay. got um they've got the Browns, they've got the Patriots, the Lions, the Colts twice, the Bears, Bengals, and Titans. So there's a couple of them in there. The Colts but I think
1: twice is what's, what would scare me the most because yeah, their defense is there too pretty good, and Chicago's isn't bad. Um. Yeah, I guess I have to agree. I think I might go with might go with Herbert for the rest of the season. That's what I'm saying.
0: Two. I'm like, it might be yeah. a time to
1: explore
0: a, a Watson for Herbert trade, almost, and see if you could get something on top because Watson's still got the name, and someone might give you something small, obviously. But right, it, it and if you're be... in a
1: league with Kobe Conway, he'll he'll take Watson for a bag of rocks or anything. He'll yeah. give up his whole team for Watson. Yeah. So.
0: it's that time of year. You got to start <laughs> looking ahead to the playoffs and start looking to
1: to move right. similar
0: players just based on schedule and things like that.
2: Colby right. would definitely throw in cash considerations as well. I think
1: <laughs> and pictures of his dog. Yes, absolutely because it's cute. All right, <laughs> good call. Good call, David. All right, Ron. So let's take a look at the next group. I mean, fits back to the out. So we got Breeze, we got Cam Newton, and these guys are at sixty percent. for Breeze, and then everybody else after this is under 60. We've got Cam Newton, Josh Allen, Tom Brady. Uh, Any, I mean, boy, now you start talking about guys like, who do you want? Which of these guys do you want for the rest of the year? I mean, Josh Allen's fourth in total points. Brady's seventh in total points. Breeze is 13th. But... Ron, any of these guys excite you for from a consistency standpoint? We know they can put up some big games, especially a Josh Allen in Buffalo. But, man, his consistency of 56% for being fourth in total points, that is not good.
2: Well, I, I want to say Josh Allen here, but, you know, we're looking at schedules. And when you bring up the Bills schedule, so they've got the Cards, the Chargers, the Niners, Steelers, Broncos, Patriots, and Dolphins. So that's not a whole lot to get excited about with Josh Allen. Mm-mm, I mean, he, you all. know, they, they they've still gotten it done. They've still played well, even though they, he's had tough matchups. I know he's right. only around fifty percent consistent. Had a nice uh, nice week last week, but of course, I think anybody you put in there that's got a pulse against Seattle is going to have a nice week. So right. Exactly. I, I, I think on this list, I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and waste people's time by looking up the other schedules. I think Tom Brady's going to be fine. You know, we, we've left Tom Brady for dead before. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, you know, when he has these type of games, you know, I, I, as much as I hate to say it, I think Antonio Brown's going to acclimate enough. They got to get Mike Evans going, though. Mike Evans has kind of been, uh, you know, on the milk carton this season a lot. Just nobody knows where, where the hell he's at. And I don't know if you guys saw that stat. Uh, I don't know who posted it on Twitter. But Marshawn Lattimore versus Mike Evans' last three games, mm-hmm. Mike Evans in each game, two targets, zero catches. So that tells yeah. you right there, you know, he, Marshawn Lattimore is his kryptonite. And, and hopefully you're kind of in this range where maybe you got a couple of these guys and maybe you're fortunate enough, maybe you got Brady and Newton or Breeze or, you know, De- Derek Carr is in there, Carson Wentz is in there, Tannehill. Maybe you can stream these guys. Hopefully that's what you yeah. were able to do. Or maybe if you're in a shallow enough league and you have one, maybe you can pick up another one. But I think when you're in this range – with this fifty percent or below, I think you're just going to have to stream some of these guys and hope it works out for the best. Because you know some of these guys by themselves, you know, like we said with Watson and and uh, you know and Rogers and those guys, they have about two or three good matchups, but the rest of them are kind of sketchy. So hopefully, you can mix the mm-hmm. match a little bit the rest of the way.
1: Well, and another thing we have to think about, and I'm, I'm sure David knows this because well, and Ron, you're 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 kind of from the Indy area as well. Weather's going to get crappy. And guess what? Buffalo gets real crappy, especially with snow. And so some of those games Josh Allen's got to play in against some good defenses is going to be like Pittsburgh in that, and he's going to be playing at home. And that's where it gets really ugly, where Brady's in Tampa. You got Breeze in New Orleans, so he's most of the time playing in domes. So another thing to think about, if you've got a guy like Allen and you're kind of disappointed in him, maybe after this big week, it might be time to maybe look for a trade to a warmer quarterback that might be a little bit more consistent down the road based on their schedule. So like you said, definitely take a look at that. Uh, David, any more thoughts on the quarterbacks, Uh, you know, moving forward, do you think might have a better second half than they've had first half? I mean, Lamar Jackson has nowhere to go, but up.
0: Yeah, and his schedule is cake. I've been writing about it in Gus Edwards, my waiver Wire article, the past two weeks, so I have it basically memorized. I think they got <laughs> Dallas. I forget one of them, but I know it's Dallas, Jacksonville, and the Giants. I believe it's uh, maybe Cleveland. It might be the other one. Um, but yeah, yeah, so it's, they've it's- got
1: New England, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Dallas, and then here is the play their playoff schedule for week 14 through 16. Cleveland, Jacksonville, and the Giants. Yeah. Yeah, so
0: it's good news for Lamar Jackson.
1: <laughs> yeah, so if you're a Lamar Jackson uh, owner, or if you're not, go get him.
0: And I just you know? want to say one more thing too. While we were talking about like Josh Allen and in trades and looking ahead to the schedule, like he also has his buy coming up. So that's another thing you want to take into right. consideration with with players. But also, you don't want to overdo it. You don't want to just go shipping away your team just because they don't have a perfect schedule and yeah, they have a right. play, So, right. but if yeah. you can find value. You definitely want to at least explore it and see if you can make these sort of lateral moves.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely for helping, again, for the consistency of your team. All right, let's move into the running back position. Uh, we've still got some guys up near the top. Uh, Kamara, still perfect, 100%. Dalvin Cook, still 100%. Just been on fire lately. Um, you know, Kamara, who was pretty far ahead in total points just a few weeks ago. All of a sudden, with Dalvin Cook's back-to-back monster weeks, he's now only only uh, t- 14, 15 points ahead, and he's played one less game than Kamara, so he could take the lead when Kamara goes on by. Uh, Aaron Jones still 6-for-6. Six six. Uh, of course, McCather came back and got his clutch game, but a little dinged up again, so keep an eye on that. 90
0: uh, but- points in three games? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs>
1: Sadly, you know what? That's probably below average. It's probably below his average from last year.
0: RB 26 in total points.
1: Yeah, and he's only played three (laughs) games. Sadly, you know, when he scored more points than Kenyon Drake. (laughs) (laughs) And Jenny Drake's played seven games. That is sad. Um, uh, Again, in the 80 percentile, uh, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, James Robinson still up there 88%. Miles Sanders at an 80%, but only played five games. So, um, you know, I, re- I really thought that James Robinson might drop off, um, you know, this past week with that, with the backup quarterback, but, uh, you know, he's thinking, he, you know, he did okay. Uh, what do you guys, uh, you know, we'll go to David first, David, any thoughts on the top guys? Uh, we, we still comfortable with them moving forward. Uh, how are we feeling about them?
0: Well, I'm going to hit on what you talked about with James Robinson and, I am absolutely you have to be less concerned after we saw L- Luton however you pronounce it have yeah. a good game and he looked decent and I left to at least stabilize the offense and to at least hold them above water so mm. it looks like they they're, they're going to be able to function but I still again talking schedules I don't love it the pa- uh, last two weeks of the fantasy playoffs they have my Ravens who you know um obviously mm-hmm. very high on our defense and then they also have Chicago, who's not great against the run, but still, if if Luton struggles, I, I believe it will take the whole offense down with him, you know, so to speak. Right. So, I, I two weeks ago, I suggested moving James Robinson for Antonio Gibson plus, like if you can get Gibson in a mm-hmm. flex or Gibson in a tight end upgrade, QB upgrade, whatever. And I, I still, uh, I think I'm on board with that, but. I may be a different guy because of the Alex Smith, and I have to take that in consideration now that right. I'm thinking about him, thinking on my feet here a little bit. But I still would look to maybe move James Robinson for a guy, maybe like a Miles Sanders, who you can absolutely get probably Miles Sanders plus, especially if you're mm-hmm. a winning team. Um, right. But yeah, I, I'm not thrilled about the schedule down the stretch for James Robinson.
1: Gotcha. Okay. All right, Ron, let's take a look at the 75 percentiles. We'll throw in uh, even the 71 there with Miles Gaskin. Uh, we've got Derrick Henry, Kareem Hunt, James Conner, DeAndre Swift, and David Johnson all played eight games, 75 percent consistent. A range of points total scored from Derrick Henry, who's third overall, to uh, David Johnson, who's 22nd, but yet they're all still 75 percent consistent. In that group... Chubb could be back soon. So I assume we'll see maybe a little bit of a downtick for Kareem Hunt. Maybe not. um, But, you know, James Conner's staying healthy. DeAndre Swift, not too bad for a team that's not doing very well. Uh, What are your thoughts on that group?
2: Well, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb came back to practice today, so he could actually, depending on what they see from him this week, could be back this coming week. But that does not mean that he's going to get a full lo- workload once he comes right back. So you right. might have one more week of good Kareem Hunt production, and then it's going to go back to him being more like a flex play with that timeshare, which still isn't all bad if you no, can right. kind of weather that storm. But, you know, you got him uh, and you're able to put him at that flex spot. The other the other one that's kind of a, a strange one to me on this list is DeAndre Swift because I have him in, in, our, uh, in the Sirius XM Dynasty. Mm-hmm. And I went and looked at his stat line, and I was surprised to see when we on our consistency report here that he's top 20 in total points. So I looked at his a little bit, and it's a little bit of smoke and mirrors because he is in the top 20 in points. He is consistent, but he only has 250 rushing yards, so he's being propped up by five total touchdowns and 26 receptions. So if you're in a PPR, that's kind of where a lot of that production's coming from. I do like him long term, but it's kind of a weird mm-hmm. little stat line there. And then I haven't seen anything about David Johnson this week. I know he went out pretty early with a concussion last week don't right. know if he's still in the protocol or not, so Duke Johnson's a guy that if, if David Johnson doesn't go, especially in PPR formats, I can, I don't remember who they played this week, but he might be somebody that you might pluck off waivers, but David Johnson just plugging away, and you know, kind of kind of what we thought, you know, we looked at him as kind of an RB2 heading into the season, and I think he's been respectable, you know, he's put up some decent yardage totals, some decent catch totals, mm-hmm. not the David Johnson of, you know, three, four years ago, which I don't think anybody thought they were getting, but he's a nice right. little RB2 if you got him, so... I think these, it's a pretty solid group, if nothing else. The one that just kind of deceives you a little bit is DeAndre Swift.
1: Gotcha. All right, David, we're gonna, I'm just going to focus on one player, and, and I want you to kind of give us your thoughts on him. It's Ezekiel Elliott. He's fourth in total points. He was six for six. He's now six of nine in his clutch games. I, You know, this Gilbert, uh, Gilbert Godfrey, or whoever quarterback this week, Okay, did better than, I guess, you know, some of the others have been. But is it time to trade Zeke? I mean, if you could get something for him, if you could swindle somebody into some kind of maybe bigger trade and like, hey, I'll give you Zeke and this guy and you give me, uh, you know, Josh Jacobs and this guy or something, I don't know, but is it time? I mean, I have him in quite a few leagues and I just... I don't know, I, I you know, I'm use, I'm pretty much, if I'm cl- maybe close to a playoff push, you know, I, I'm still keeping him in there because I got to believe that, you know, something good's going to happen. Maybe, you know, they do get to play the Giants and the Redskins and, you know, uh, they got Minnesota. They're on a bye this week. Minnesota, Washington, you know, but they got to play Baltimore. Uh, Cincinnati's not bad. San Francisco, Philly. But I got to get to the playoffs in the next three weeks. You've got to buy. Minnesota, okay, maybe some hope there. Washington, maybe some hope. But, man, Baltimore, a week, at Baltimore in week 13, it's rough. What do you do? What yeah, do you recommend?
0: It, it might be too late. You might be two weeks <laughs> you're too right, late you're right. on, on right. trying to trade Ezekiel Elliott. If you can still, absolutely. I traded him away. I mean, you basically have to give him away at this point. And, honestly, I, I was willing to do that. If you have the running back depth, like I made this trade last week before this Pittsburgh game, and I had C.E.H., J.K. Dobbins, Chase Edmonds, and Gus Edwards uh, on my bench, and I said, I'll, I'll, tra- I'll trade Ezekiel Elliott for, I traded him for Justin, this is a one QB league, for Justin Herbert and Calvin Ridley. Um, I traded Zeke and DJ Chark for Herbert and Ridley. So Well done. And this was an injured Calvin, really. So I, I still feel like I am sell, oh, right. selling, a right. selling low. So
1: yeah, right. but
0: I'm, I'm ready to roll with Ceh, Dobbins, Edmonds, and whatever I can find. You know, like yeah, on yeah. waivers at, at this point, because there's mm-hmm. just it seems like the ceiling is gone. Not only it looked better with Garrett Gilbert, but he's losing touches to Pollard, and Pollard just looks more explosive right now. Maybe it's mm-hmm. just the role he's in that it's easier to look more explosive. But right. Pollard's certainly demanding a role at least you know to, right. to continue be, being involved so there there's nothing to be thrilled about with with Ezekiel
1: other than the Definitely. week 14
0: matchup against Cincinnati
1: yeah That's which quite. which does nothing <laughs> when you're not in the playoffs
0: unless unless you can if you are you do think you can make the playoffs and we're talking about schedules another option instead of just trading away these guys with poor schedules is look and see if you can mix and match if you have different Options right. on your team, or if you can acquire a different options to mix and match, because you can always say, "Hey, I'll plan to sit him against Baltimore because I'll play, I'll play J.K. Dobbins against Cowboys Pollock. that week." You know, you know, <laughs> right?
1: Um, so you, ah, you can you.
0: also mix and match these guys as well.
1: Gotcha. All right, let's move on to the wide receiver position. Um, Travis Fulgham still up there. Ful- Travis Fulgham, if you got him, uh, five for five, one hundred percent consistency, still. Plugging away, being a decent you know, wide receiver, um, probably a flex for most people, maybe your third, um, but uh, still not doing a bad job. But of the guys that have played eight, nine games, uh, you still got the big boys up there. Tyree Kill, Stephon Diggs, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin. Um, there's a guy right there that just it amazes me how well he continues to play, regardless of who's quarterbacking. Um, Will Fuller, still healthy still still just dumbfounds me uh, of those boys at the 88 89% david what are your thoughts on them any of these guys you think will drop off i mean can wolf fuller play an entire season is that possible <laughs> oh,
0: sh- <laughs> it's like has it said- ever
1: been done i guess that's Fog- more the than- folk yeah. if
0: you got him same same applies to whether like as long as you got him and he's there you keep playing him right
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just amazing to me that he continues to uh, go out there and stay healthy, especially in a year when, like, everybody and their mom is dropping, and here's, you know, David Johnson, Todd Gurley, and Fuller, all healthy. James Conner. James Conner, right, yeah, yeah. It's, like, complete opposite world kind of thing, you know? It's like, man, that's just amazing to me. Um, What are your thoughts on McLaurin? I mean, it's... This guy, to me, is probably the best wide receiver out there, because he's putting up numbers with everybody from Alex Smith to Haskins to Kyle Allen. Um, I think Joe Theismann played a few games. I mean, this guy just continues to produce, regardless of who's throwing him the ball. kind of like when D-Hop was when he was in Houston before Watson. This is kind of what he reminds me of. It might, it, what do you think about that, Ron?
2: Sorry, I was just choking on a bug real quick here. Um,
1: <laughs> What's you he get for food in this outside.
2: I guess so. I need to, I need to move into the indoor studio. So, so, I mean, it, it, you know, you, you mentioned Joe Theismann. I think they had Mark Rippon, um, in for, yeah, uh, or, or, well. too. Yeah, or his, daughter. Out, his daughter, breaking out all the stops. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's cool to see. And and I, and I think the one thing that that tells you right there is how good of a route runner Terry McLaurin is because for mm-hmm. him to be able to get open and get receptions with the likes of Alex Smith, um, Kyle Allen, I don't even know who they honestly even have throwing the football, that that's impressive. And, and you know, he's yeah. a guy, too, that was, I think, a third or fourth-round pick last year. Kind of came out of nowhere as a rookie. But I think he's really on his way to being a superstar in this league just because it seems like he's doing, he's doing all the work for the, the, the quarterback, I think. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen him play a whole lot. But one of the things, you know, when you watch them, he's, he's the guy to watch. And he's, he's a lot of fun to watch, too, because he's just really precise and just has a knack for getting open. And I think that that's something that you can't teach. So I don't really, I don't really see that slowing down, especially in a PPR. He's going to have the targets because he is the guy. He's going to have the receptions. Although, guy that just came back that's very, very under the radar for Washington is Steven Sims.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't
2: know if you saw the stat line last week, but Steven Sims went for over 100 yards. and he didn't have a lot of receptions, but he's a guy that they got a little bit later in the draft, had a few flashes last year. So he's another redskin that if you can go out and snag and you can kind of hide him away on your bench, like you know, like David was referring to with the running backs, he might be a nice little guy to mix and match. But Terry McLaurin's in your, in your lineup each week, no matter what. Definitely, definitely. So I want to I
0: jump ahead here, too, right? So Go gonna ahead, do, please. I'm going to do my best Bob impression, all right? So going down the list here, we've got Devontae Adams, 83%, A.J. Brown, 83%, Corey Davis, 83%, Jameson Crowder, 80, Kenny Galladay, 80, Robbie Anderson, 78, Mari Cooper, 78. And now I'm back to David because this is what I want to talk about.
1: <laughs> got it.
0: DeAndre Hopkins, 150 Point four. I'm I'm sticking with the trade theme this week. Who's okay. right who's right below DeAndre Hopkins? Same basically exact same number, 6 for 8,
1: 75%. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen.
0: Right. Same number of games, same number of clutch games, 0. 0.3 points less. And it's just the name value, right? The right. the production's the same. If mm-hmm. you can flip DeAndre Hopkins for Keenan Allen plus, absolutely. This is mm-hmm. like the time oh, to yeah. do it. This is the okay. time to do it.
1: Yeah, and, and, you know, if, and if you go down a little bit farther, a guy like Tyler Boyd, who's only 15 Ooh. points behind and 75% consistent, you yes. might be able to get, you may be able to flip Hopkins for Allen and Boyd.
2: Ooh, <laughs> and people would probably spicy. go, oh, I like sure, it, yeah, d like baby,
1: it. yeah. So, yeah, no, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of good, I mean, there's definitely, if, if 2020 has one positive aspect from a consistency standpoint, this year the, the the wide receivers are certainly proving their worth in consistency and especially the names you you drafted and you you want to count on and you needed to count on. They're there for your running backs, quarterbacks, tight ends not doing that job this year. Lot of lot of inconsistency in bigger names. Uh but this year they're all coming in, you, you know. Now they're not set in the world. I mean, Julio Jones certainly is a step slower. He's at 71%, you know. Allen Robinson's down from where he used to be in the past. Adam Thielen's down there a little bit. But, like you said, there's a lot of guys who we always promote for consistency in our guide as good values that people always seem to pass on. And, and David, you hit it on the nail with Keenan Allen. He's one of those guys. Jarvis Landry, until this year with injuries because of injuries, was always one of those guys that we always had higher-rated because of their consistency and people be like, uh, eh, you know, he's Keenan Allen, you know, yeah, he's okay. And it's like, no, you're missing out on what we're trying to, you know, preach here to to the choir. So good call on that one. Um Ron, you know, let's let's go down a little bit down into the group there. Um, there are some guys though are that are struggling. They're putting up the points, but man, they're struggling consistency wise. And One of them I mentioned already, Adam Thielen at 63%. uh, Mike Evans at 56%, who you brought up. Tyler Lockett, how about this guy? Fifth in total points, but only 50% consistency. Do we see any improvement in any of these guys? I mean, now with AB there, I don't see Evans' consistency getting better. Lockett maybe, Thielen maybe. What are your thoughts on those guys?
2: I mean, it, 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 the Thielen's problem is he's just so you know, C- Kirk Cousins is so inconsistent. Justin Jefferson's showing out a little bit; he's living up to the hype for sure. Those LSU wide receivers seems like they really translate well to the pros um, when they can get their mind right. Yeah, Odell Beckham, I'm looking at you mainly. Um, I mean, it's 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 a matter of I, I think just more of looking at schedules, looking at more of who they've got coming up. But yeah, Mike Evans is a huge disappointment. I have him in one of my dynasties, and he was one of my keep one of my five keepers. Um, kind of just because I didn't really have a whole lot else to keep on offense, but he's, I think this is definitely the last year that I keep Mr. Mike Evans. I'm not sure what the problem is there. I haven't really seen the Bucks play a lot. Tyler Lockett, you know, he's had monster games, and then he's had games where he's not showing up at all. But a lot of that, or some of that I think has to do with D.K. Metcalf being so uh, solid, you know, at the top of this list for sure. Tyler Lockett's a guy you still want to start. I mean, he's just, they're still going to have to throw the ball all over the yard. But another guy I want to point out, too, You go a little bit further down to that 50% consistent, you see a guy named David Moore. David Moore is the third wide receiver for Seattle. I have him in Kings Classic. Dude is not the most consistent guy in the world, but he is an awesome little flex player. And especially last season, or last year, or last week, I should say, he's a guy, well, this guy's kind of the Stephen Sims numbers I said from, from before. Two or three grabs, 60, 70 yards, if he can get you a touchdown money so th- they're gonna have to be throwing the ball so I think that's hurting him a little bit as well the DK Metcalf is kind of emerging as that number that wide receiver number one but also David Moore is coming on a little bit as well hey, he's been better than Marvin Jones so far just, yeah, just barely he, yeah. yeah he's well he's been better I mean you look at some of those numbers underneath there he's, you know he's better than a couple of guys that you know we're kind of counting on this season
1: yeah so one of the things that I don't have at my fingertips this year due to the fact that I can't seem to get the person to help fix it um, the clutch games by week, which we always uh, had the ability to use uh, and kind of identify who's been hot lately. Um, and it's hard to tell when you're looking at this, but I'm, let's talk about another guy that's at 50 percent consistent. Um, he's four for eight. All four of his clutch games, the last four weeks, here's his last four weeks. Week five, eleven point four. Week seven, seventeen point three. Week eight, twenty one point four. Week nine, twenty six point eight. Know who I'm talking about?
0: I know who it is.
1: Give us, give us the name.
0: And I know it's because we talked about him, and you said he was. You were gonna flex him. You were like, "Oh, I can, I can flex Curtis Samuel." Yeah, that's and it. I, I that's got our no point. problem with it. And he has been. He was. He was one of the guys included in the waiver article for this week.
1: right. Yep. No good call. In good, point, good segue
0: in point five ppr he's he's averaging more points per game than dj Moore. dj yeah. less dj less excuse me
1: there you go yeah no and and yeah he's been uh talk about he's one of my saviors to kind of help been keeping my team alive in the kings classic uh because i have him as a flex because i think i have like juju smith schuster and uh chris godwin and so yeah Samuel's since we start two wide receivers but we have three flex. So Samuel's one of my flex really been helping me out the last few weeks and getting that 26 20 some points, you know. So yeah, he's four for four for four the last four games, you know, after being kind of left out there for a while. Um, and you like you said DJ Moore, you know, and this is with uh, you know McCaffrey back, you know, before he was getting some some looks at running back when McCaffrey wasn't playing um but you know he came back this week McCaffrey comes back this week and um Samuel goes you know gets 9 catches for 105 yards he did, did actually still run the ball th- Three times for 13 yards, which is surprising. Obviously, he didn't get any touchdowns this week because McCaffrey, but but, but that's uh, the yeah. secret.
0: That's the secret to the success. Success is that he has a rushing attempt in every single game he's played in this year. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, averaging
1: he's two rushing touchdowns. Yeah, I'll say yeah. He's,
2: he's put a couple of them in the end zone too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
0: he's averaging two two point seven five per game. So that's like basically three attempts. Is there something just with wide receivers named Samuel who are just good at running the ball because we got Curtis <laughs> and, and Debo who are just like, yeah. it's the Debo bump. Curtis is getting it too. Like it, yeah. As long as you're getting that kind of rushing volume, it, mm-hmm. it stabilizes the floor and it gives him a whole nother, uh upside touchdown-wise if he can right. get in the end zone on, on these little end-arounds end and such.
2: Well, yeah. I don't know about you guys too, but in King's Classic especially, I've never had so many games that have been decided by less than two points. So if you got wow. somebody like that that's going to get – you know thir- 15 20 yards on the ground i mean mm-hmm. i've had at least three weeks where that would make the difference in my leagues
1: right no no definitely and like you said uh sambo has been that debo's done well at that uh yeah it's uh he was like you say, he's one that jumped out at me when i like 50 percent. i'm like man it seems like and i'm like oh yeah because all four from the last four weeks so yeah I, i'm still working on my guy he kind of anyway that's not, that's not for this discussion. Um, all right. So let's move off to the tight ends. As we said, man, we had so much hope for consistency at the tight end position heading in this year. And well, it's just not there, but we got a few guys that we knew we could count on. Um, David of course is our draft tight end. Number one, if you have to, but get him, uh, and it's worked out well. Um, First, uh, first place in total points by a mile. Uh, right now, it's at by a country uh, 57. mile. Fifty seven point six points difference between uh, Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller. Yes, there's one less game, but still doesn't matter. Eighty uh, nine percent. TJ Hawkinson, right up there. This is the guy that's probably been the bigger surprise. But you know, is it? You know, more of a yes, he's a good player, or more of a yes, he's a good player. And uh, we've had Kenny Galladay hurt. Jones hasn't been as successful, uh, running game not as successful, and the Detroit defense stinks. So so that's certainly helping quite a bit. Darren Waller, six for eight, 75%, pretty much counted on that. Um, so pr- kind of sneakingly surprising this year. I'll just say quietly surprising. Uh, because he you know he had a decent year last year. We gave him a little love in the consistency guide. So, Ron, I'll go to you. It's kind of one of our favorites, Jared Cook. Sixteenth uh, in total points. Missed a game. Uh, five of seven, seventy-one percent. I don't know if I have him anywhere because I kind of was like, eh. I, you know, you know me. I went Ingram and and Hunter Henry, which is not working out well. Uh, any shares of Jared Cook? Is he helping you in any place or David? Either one.
2: I think I have him maybe two spots. Actually, okay. I have him in one spot, and then I, ha- I actually added him on waivers in like a 10-teamer. Okay. And, you know, I think that's kind of the name of the game. I know we've talked about this in about every position, but I think the defining the, the position with mixing and matching is tight end. I don't think that, you know, like you said, unless you've got Kelsey or unless you've got Darren Waller of the world or, or Hawkinson, you're mixing and matching that too. And I, and I mm-hmm. think he's a guy that I, I have not started him every week, but I think he's, he's, he's pretty useful. Um, I wanted to look at his target share here with everybody else on, um, yeah, he's third on the Saints and targets with 32 targets on the season. So I think that's that's pretty solid in that offense. Catch rate 66% when he's been in there. So, I mean, they're, they're looking for him to get the ball. I mean, you know, games he was out, you know, Josh Hill had a couple catches, Adam Shroutman's had a couple catches, but he's clearly the guy at tight end. And, it, I mean, as long as as long as long Drew Brees playing well, you know, they got Michael Thomas back, they've got Emmanuel Sanders back off the COVID list. So they're going to be, a well oiled machine and, and that might eat eat into a few targets, but at the same time it might open up that, that middle a little bit for Jared Cook to be to be super useful. So I mean then again you gotta look at their schedule. I'm not sure who they have coming up, but that that offense has always has the potential to score points. You know, when we leave Drew Brees for dead, all of a sudden he comes out and just blows our doors off. So I think he's definitely one of the more useful guys on there for sure with the guy because of the guy that's throwing him the ball. Right.
0: Now I wanna jump in here too while we're Please. talking like tight end strategy because Tight end strategy can never be over discussed. Like, I, I would talk tight end strategy all day. <laughs> and mostly I'll be talking all day about how you should go tight end early and get a guy like Travis Kelsey. Right. But I acknowledge there are people who do not want to go that route. They just simply will not. And there's a point to be made with Jared Cook being five for seven consistency, being fourth overall in consistency. And that's if you are going to go the tight end late route and you're going to punt tight end until the eighth ninth tenth late rounds diversify draft three if you are going to draft these young upside guys like irv smith do not put all your eggs in the basket if you paired irv smith with jared cook you you gave yourself a a heck of a a insurance policy that's paid off so far and Mm -hmm. it just goes to speak that the late round tight end targets it's a low hit probability. It's twenty five percent or less season after season after season. We just we think all of them are going to break out, and almost none of them break out. We got T. Yeah. J. Hawkinson this year. Joe New Smith. Maybe if you if you consider Fant, Fant was getting drafted pretty high. That's yeah. about it. Maybe Eric Ebron. That's about it. There's nothing else that's really hit from the late rounds. So always draft. I would say three, draft three t- tight ends late if you're going to go tight end late and get a young guy, get a, one of these veteran guys like Jared Cook, who's maybe not sexy at the time, but offers that known production.
1: Well, one guy I want to talk about, and I'm going to kind of talk about him like I did with Samuels, is this is a guy that has caught fire the last four weeks. Uh, week 6, seven, eight, nine, 15.7, 12.8, 10.4, 13.2. Who am I talking about, guys? Anybody? Nope. Started <laughs> off the year two of five. Didn't even, didn't even touch the radar, but there was a lot of love because of the team he went to and who he was replacing on that team. Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst is now six of nine, 67%, fifth in total points. Just four weeks ago, he was two of five, nowhere near... Anything that we thought, I mean, in fact, in week five, he had 2.8 fantasy points. I mean, I think at that point, he was left for dead for by most people. I
0: dropped him after that. After right. That so,
1: week. all of a sudden, now, granted, Ridley's been hurt, Julio was hurt, you know, so kind of like Hawkinson picking up, you know, some slack with some of the injuries to some of the receivers, No, or Noah Fanny. Hayden Hurst is now turning his season around because of that. He is starting to click in atlanta again whether or not you can pull off a trade for him maybe not uh, by now most people who have him probably have figured out he's doing pretty well but definitely a guy who has turned the season around um as we look down the list let's just talk about one guy who you know uh if you would have followed your theory outside of kelsey <laughs> and Kittle got hurt we get that but Mark Andrews, eighth oh. in total points, 38%. He's a Raven, which I know that's your guy, that's your team. What is going on with Mark Andrews in Baltimore? David, I'll, I'll give this one to you because this, this is your team.
0: You know, I don't want to say anything bad. I'm going to pass it to Ron. <laughs> <laughs> All <laughs> because right, Because this is my boy, something. and there's yeah. nothing positive to say. There's nothing <sighs> positive to say.
2: I mean, I'll, I'll I'm more than happy to say something bad just because I do own him in the <laughs> King's Classic. Now, I on the other team, I do have Darren Waller, so I did I did go s- get solid there. But yeah, Mark Andrews, the drop off, you know, I, I mean, when you look down his last few weeks, and he had some games like this last year, but th- they were they were in between games where he showed up. Now, week one, right. five for fifty-eight, two scores, awesome. We'll take that. Week four. Three for fifty-seven, two scores. Six for fifty-six, one score. But then he he always does this. He always drops these these turds in between where he's got one for twenty-nine, two for twenty-one, three for thirty-two, three for twenty-two. We, we, we can't do anything with that. We cannot. We we cannot win with 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 numbers like that. Can't win with them. Can't do it. Okay. Can't so. Do it. Yeah, do it. So I, I, yeah, I don't know. Schedule I,
0: gods, please save us here. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah,
2: yeah. I got, I got a little bit optimistic when David brought up that schedule they've got coming up because, I, like I said, I've got Mark Andrews in that. Of course, I think mm-hmm. I also have my, my my boy Harrison Bryant in there, so maybe he can come through and and be my hero and save me if Mark Andrews doesn't. But man, it's it's frustrating to get three or four points from from your starting tight end, especially a guy that you drafted that was you were thinking you were getting a top-five consistent tight end. Now, yeah. maybe he's got all his 3-for-32s his and 1-for-29s out of the way. Right. Maybe we now see he goes
1: Hayden Hurst on us.
2: Yeah, maybe we see consistency <laughs> the rest of the year. I'm hoping that. I know David's hoping that. So especially, you know, amping it up right in time for the, the Kings Classic playoffs. So we'll see. But, man, it's hard to get optimistic about some of these games he's put up. It's the
0: yardage. That's the problem. It hasn't gone over fifty-eight yards once. Like that is just so concerning. It's so touchdown dependent.
2: Yeah, say that. Yeah, the main thing. That's the main thing. He's he's not scoring you a touchdown. He's not doing much for you for sure.
1: Right. Well, and he's not even getting receptions. I mean, you know, last three games, three, three, two. I mean, you know, the games that he. You know, I mean, if he doesn't score a touchdown, like if he can score a touchdown, then like you said, it would be fine and. He gets ten. It's not a ton, but it like gets him a clutch game and gives you some worthiness. But yeah, I mean, they're just not. I mean, Baltimore's is just not putting up the points like they they were last year, and they weren't the, they're not the well oiled machine they were last year. I don't know if it's offensive line teams have figured out how to keep Lamar in check. I, I don't know that a lot. The one thing I did read is that basically they said he's taking a you know he's taking a drop. Or you know, as soon as he gets the ball, he makes one look, and if it's nothing there, he's running. He's not really going through his progressions and trying to get the ball or checking it down. He's just look for a pass, don't see it, run. And that I, snap, I snap count.
0: Oh, sorry to cut in. The snap no, count we thought was going to go way up. It's only up to sixty-three percent
1: for Andrews. Yeah, sixty-three
2: percent
0: on the season. Because and not it's not for locker.
2: lack and it's not for lack of targets. I mean, he's been you know, like for example. Week three against Kansas City, he had eight targets. He only hauled in three of them. You know, he had a week with nine targets, a week with six. So, I mean, he's looking his way, but he's just not connecting with them for whatever reason.
1: Right. Yeah, and it's hard to tell if that's bad passes or, you know, he's you know not running good routes. Yeah, it's hard to tell without breaking all the film down. So, David, that's your job next week. No, I'm just kidding. (sighs) Uh, But, yeah, so it's got to be one of the more frustrating ones. I'm sure, uh, again, I had... I have Andrews in a few leagues. Um, like I said, mine, mine was Ingram and Hunter Henry. Those aren't helping much either. Ingram had a decent week this past week, but it, they've been both been around 50% consistent, which is not what I was hoping for, from, especially a guy like Ingram, who was 88% consistent last year before he got hurt. Hunter Henry's always been 75-plus, so hopefully they turn around too. So we'll just have to wait and see. So I think you were going to say something, though. David, go ahead.
0: I wasn't, but I'll just speak okay. on how Hunter Henry keeps <laughs> keeps getting his touchdowns stolen by Donald Parham every week. If that stops, I mean, he's he, he's gonna that yeah. offense is so good. Like I feel like he's a buy low at some point. Hunter Henry is gonna start getting those touchdowns right. It's not gonna be Donald Parham forever, is I would it? I
1: Hope not. Gosh, I hope not. Yeah, I know that that is those are those those. Well, that used to be when Antonio Gates and Hunter Henry were playing. Hunter Henry was stealing Antonio Gates' touchdowns. and Now it's the other way. So um so anyway all right well guys well thanks again for being a part of this uh david uh tell everybody about your great article that's up this week and uh and then uh, we'll go to ron and we'll, we'll call it a night
0: the one thing to take away is kalen balaj guys i'm willing to i'm willing to talk about it he's like the the elephant in the room right now nobody <laughs> wants to talk about kalen balaj and, and say anything good about him because it'll stain their record forever he, my record let it be stained. I believe if he gets a chance, he might already be better than Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly. Joshua Kelly's been abysmal. 3.2 yards per carry this year, 1.5 after contact. It's been terrible. Balazs' his first game, according to PFF, they have him with 43 out of his 69 yards coming after contact. He looked good. Offense is a well-oiled machine right now. I think he's worth a flyer.
1: Beautiful. So Wire ads, Big Guy Fantasy Sports, it's up on the site uh, right there. First one, as you get on the homepage, uh, check it out, and you will definitely be helped by this man who's doing very, very well this uh, in his leagues. I'm glad. So um, we're, we're proud of you, Dave. <laughs> Good job, man. All right. Rod, to everybody where they can find you, man. And well, what's and please,
2: going on? And, and, and please, too, I saw on Twitter that David was up until 3 a.m. writing about Kaelin Balazs. He wants to talk to you about Kaelin Balazs. Talk to him. <laughs> Talk to him about Kalen Balazs, for God's sake. He's he's putting in the work.
1: Ask your fantasy expert if Kalen Balazs is right for you. It's
2: awful. It's
0: awful. I can't get this (laughs) guy out of my head. I'm like, Kalen Balazs, really? Somebody somebody needs to
1: put a little respect. You're a medical professional. Don't you have pills for this?
0: Oh, jeez. (laughs)
2: <laughs> hey, I'm right there with you though. I'm throwing some fab Kalen Belage's way, and I'm not proud of the amount, but I, I need a little help. So we're gonna see what happens. So, right. um, yeah, at the real Monday on Twitter, hit me up there anytime. Any questions you got, we'll we'll take them. Or I'll, and if they're about Kalen Belage, I'll direct you to somebody that knows what they're doing. Like David, um, like David, and and yeah, catch me there. Catch me over at Big Guy Fantasy Sports. You know, I, I had some optimism. Went two weeks in a row, we cashed, and then. Uh, the wheels kind of fell off it this week, but in my defense, when a guy gets hurt on the first play of the game, yeah. it's kind of hard for him to score you any fantasy points. So point. we we did get a couple things right for you, and hopefully we'll get it all right for you this coming week. Colby and I will so catch the podcast and the article coming out this week.
1: Beautiful. And, of course, you'll catch the Prop bet prop It Like It's Hot show this weekend for your prop bets on Thrive. Uh, make sure you get there and do that. Listen to those and check out the article this weekend. And you can find me, of course, on Twitter at Bob underscore Lung. Everybody, have a great week. David, Ron, thank you so much again, and we will see you next week. As always, take care. Have a great week. God bless. We'll talk to you soon.